This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 11 a.m. on an NFL Sunday. You know what time it is. The sound of money in my mind. Hopefully money to your pocket. I have a few plays for you. We're going to do it like this. Free play. Cincinnati Bengals have now hit six and a half. I'm going to pull the trigger on that now because I feel like Joe Burrow's not worth nine and a half points. However you want to look at this, if you would have told me the Giants were going to be favored by six and a half points on the road against anyone, I don't care if you told them that Josh was going to be quarterbacking. I don't care. I'm still not going to overreact that much. I a team that turns the ball over your quarterback is turnover prone i can see the, them the giants being up 10 and giving up a backdoor cover i'm taking cincinnati plus the points go ahead and give me this new orleans saints is minus 16 and a half now i believe and i caught it at 14 and a half i'm giving you a private play i caught it last night i told my group exactly that that this game will kick off at 16 and a half to 17 points that's where we're at now. Something interesting about this game that Josh and I were talking about, though, is that total. Usually when you have a big spread and a low total, you usually lean to the underdog. It makes it real tough for a little score to have a big gap in points. It makes it tougher for the favorite to cover. In this particular situation, though, if you look at the team total, you see that they have the Denver Broncos at 10.5 points, minus 185 juice to the under. So basically you say, can the Broncos get a touchdown and two field goals or anything over you know two touchdowns? Can they surpass 10.5 points? I don't think they can. This guy was doing sales last week. He, w- he didn't even sleep last night. I can't see how you go to sleep knowing that you're going to quarterback an NFL game, knowing that you weren't even going to be on an NFL roster a month ago. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think that you can tease the Saints down. Give me the Saints in a blowout. Give me the team total under for the Broncos. And then also, I'm going to give you a teaser. Go ahead and get that 14.5, bring it down 10 points, and you can go ahead and pick two other teams to go ahead and juice 10 points. You can go ahead and take Tennessee to 13 points. So go bring Saints down to six and a half. Go Tennessee plus 13. And then that last one's for you. You can take Tampa up 13 and a half or Green Bay down to two, basically, plus two just to win. That's all I have for you. And I'll give you a few props before we get out of here because I have a few good ones. Nice. All right, guys. It's time to get flexy. Do you need some flex plays this week? Do you need some borderline quarterbacks? You don't know if you should start them or not. Well, here we go, guys. Let's start with the quarterbacks. This one should seem pretty obvious, but Herbert against Buffalo, I like him. He's been fantastic since he took over the job. And Keenan Allen, you should start him every week, but I think this is one of those weeks where he could just go bananas. I I really think so because, you know, Tredavious White, I don't know if he's going to travel into the slot to to follow him around. Maybe he's on Mike Williams a decent amount today, so that worries me a little bit. But definitely Keenan Allen, he could be the top in your top three at receiver this week. Herbert's going to be the guy getting him the ball. Get him in your fantasy lineup. What about Tommy Brady, Jerry? Ugh, it was ugly last week, but I think he bounces back here. He's playing KC. I think they're going to have to put up some points. I think they could be chasing. You want to get Brady in your lineup. And it was kind of interesting this week. He mentioned that I think it was his wife that he goes to bed at 930 every night. That That's his preferred time to go to bed. Well, notice he's been terrible in these night games. Maybe the old man isn't so good in the evening. This week, it's an afternoon game. 
Tom should be fully rested. We should get a better performance out of Tom this week. I think you can fire him up against the Chiefs. And Derek Carr, look, it could be a game where maybe Matt Ryan is is terrible and they don't have to score a lot of points. That's the only way I don't think he comes through for you again. He's been very good and consistent this this year. And if you saw him against the Chiefs last week, he he looks really he looks like a different quarterback. Also, Daniel Jones, I just love the matchup. He's really cheap on DraftKings at fifty five hundred. You know, maybe he gets one over to Sterling Shepard and gets another one to Ingram. Couple three touchdowns. I think Daniel Jones is somebody you can take a flyer on this week. And uh, running backs, Naeem Hines, my lord, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, back and forth. Well, now Taylor's out. He's got the Rona. So I think Naeem Hines, they said he's going to get more work this week. Get him in your lineup against the Titans. And Wayne Gallman, we keep beating up on the Bengals. I think he comes through for you this week. Gallman's a guy you might want to look at as a flex, as a running back too. You can also get him in daily. I think he's a good value. And, And Brian Hill, look, Todd Gurley's out. Somebody's got to run the ball for the Falcons. The Raiders are terrible against the run. So I think Hill, he could be a guy that really helps you this week. And at receiver, Justin Jefferson, my Lord, how good has he been this year? He's been incredible. You're not going to have Thielen this week. I think he gets more targets. He'll come through for you. And one of my favorite plays this week is Devontae Parker. You got Fitzmagic back in the lineup, and they're playing the Jets. I mean, is, do you really have to say anything else about that one? And then Cole Beasley, no John Brown this week. I think Cole Beasley in a PPR league, he could be somebody that really helps you out against the Chargers. And then finally, Hunter Henry in that same game. He's been coming on late. Keep keep using him. And then Evan Ingram, I know he's been inconsistent. It, it, it kills us because he had 10 targets, 9 targets, 10 targets, and then we pushed him real hard and he got 3 targets. So hopefully he gets back to that double-digit target threshold. He'll come through for you. And then Dallas Goddard, I, I know it's, it, it's tough to do anything with this Eagles offense, but... You know, no Zach Ertz. If ever there's a week and you need somebody, I noticed Dallas Goddard's out there on a lot of waiver wires. So if you need somebody this week, he may be able to come through for you in a pinch because he's playing the Seahawks, and we know that secondary is not so great. That's my flexi. Let me give you a few prop bets over at my bookie. Go to Darren Waller's stats or props, I'm sorry. Give me receptions. Give me yards. Give me touchdowns. I told you earlier that he has more than double the targets of any other player on that team. And also, his opponent, Atlanta, they permit the league's most fantasy points to the tight end position. Waller's going to eat. Go ahead and fire him up as far as props. Another one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. The one thing that Tampa Bay can do, they can stop the run, but they allow the passes 70 receptions to the running back position. Go ahead and get Hilaire um, receptions over. Whatever the number is, I believe that he goes over. And then another nugget here, if you want to bet the over-under on the Rams game, the Rams are 1-12 in to the over-under. So one over and 12 unders as a favorite. That's going back to 2019. I think that this game's going to be slow. Very slow, and you could go ahead and have correlated plays within the game. Go ahead and keep hitting that under in spots because I think that it's going to be a slow-scoring, slow-moving game. Okay. I, I like that one as well. Let, you want to just jump to that game? Yeah. Let me give you a few questions for the text line real quick to just kill off this segment. Browns or Cardinals defense? Oh, man. Uh, let me see. I'm going to lean towards the Browns. Got Connor out with the Rona. Do I replace him with Hill or Hines? STD Itchy League. Oh, so standard league? Probably Hill in a standard league, right? Hines in a PPR. How about Higgins or Landry? Uh, I'm Man, I'm going to go with Higgins. He's getting more targets. Do we think the Giants can score 23.5 points today against those Bengals? Yeah. I think it'll be... 
maybe 24, but yeah, I, th- I think so. I like the way you say yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you thought about it. Yeah, yeah, 24 sounds about right. Yeah, let's get into the rest of these games. All right, let's do it. I, I want to jump right to the one you were hitting on right there. Let's look at this San Francisco game against the Rams. Man, Jared Goff playing better. Still not really sure what to do with this backfield for the Rams. I think you have to stay away from all these guys, right? Yeah, I don't. We know that they like to run, but it, they it's it's almost like a hot hand. Who's got the hot hand here, or who? Which kind of a runner plays? It's when you have a coach like that, that McVay, that that he he's such a, I guess a, a deep mind. Let's call it. I think that he looks at man this particular running back. He's good against that defense. While other teams, they're just this is our running back. This is our game plan. Him. It's, it's almost like the Patriot way. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, no. That, yeah, like they're game planning. So they use one guy for this team, another guy for this team. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. The same. That's a, that's a great uh, comparison. It would be a white game. Or it'd be, you know, let's go this way with a Burkhead. Whatever the case is, that's what you're seeing here. And you have to play the hot hand. I'm not going to go lean on that side at all because I'm just, I just don't trust it. First, especially in DFS, I think there's better options. No, I, I agree. This isn't one I'm super excited about. We talked about it all year. The 49ers are just so up and down. You, you don't know what you're going to see from week to week. So they're just a team where, you know, Mostert, I think you get him back in your lineup. He returns this week. I'm excited about him. But, you know, with the Rams guys, you're starting Cup, you're starting Woods. It, you know, if you need golf, I think you can start him. But you're never excited about Debo's starting back. Yeah, Debo Samuel is back. So that certainly helps. You're betting on talent if you do anything with the pass catchers of the Niners because on the other side you have the team that allows the least points to wide receivers. So at this point you're betting on talent. You're betting on health-wise because you're getting a lot of people back, especially uh, I believe Sherman comes back. Yeah, Sherman is coming back this week. Okay, uh, any lean on, on the five and a half? This is an under game to me. It's an under game? Yeah. All right, so we'll just go with the total on that one. All right, here we go. Cleveland-Jacksonville. Woo! Yeah, it, it's another one of those. At least this one isn't in Cleveland. That that has just killed the, the Browns' passing game because the weather, it's like three weeks in a row. The weather's been terrible. Jarvis Landry, all these guys, it's really bothered them. They're not getting enough catches. They're just kind of relying on their running game here this one's in jacksonville so the weather should at least be you know decent it might be a little hot even this late in the year minus seven's the number to the browns cover how will they cover what's the path to victory we know that their path to victory has been limiting what baker mayfield has to do is this the perfect situation for that in a game that they could open up the score and say we just need you to manage the game we need you to just not turn the ball over. I think that's what you get here. A question that needed to be answered, how quick would they bring Chubb back? What would it do to Kareem Hunt? What do you do with the backfield? Nick Chubb, 39 touches, 240 yards, and a touchdown in two games since coming back. Questions are answered. Kareem Hunt on the other side, he's actually out-touched them 22-14 to 14 in that, in that little uh, in, the, in last week's span. I like both running backs. I'm going to fire them up both. Yeah, I would too, especially against Jacksonville. I mean, they're just going to run and run and run, and – how are the how are the Jags going to score this week? And Mike Glennon's playing quarterback. DJ Chark's not playing. Chris Conley's not playing. I, I, maybe if you're desperate, you can put Keelan Cole in your lineup. Chenault comes back. Yeah. I'm hearing if you got James Robinson, oh, you're yeah. starting him Every obviously. Week. Yeah, he's a must start. He he's on one of my teams. I picked him up off the waiver wire. He's been fantastic. Dude, I traded for him like week two. I traded Joe Mixon away for him. Good move. He, yeah, he was averaging 24, 25 touches for a while there. You just got to hope that the script doesn't get away from them and it turns into a blowout. But regardless, what else are they going to do? Who else does he throw it to? And working to Robinson's favor, Miles Garrett edge out, Denzel Ward also out. 
there's a few holes in that defense. I do think that the Browns, I just never like laying the wood with the Browns to blow somebody out. I just don't like to. But in this situation where you have Baker Mayfield not having to win the game, opening it up, and them just being able to run two running backs on you, that's that, that spells under, to, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think maybe, you know, finally Austin Hooper gets going again. Because remember, he was pretty good until he had the appendectomy, and then he's been a you know, a little slow to bounce back. Maybe they get going. The Jags are a get-right defense for most teams. Let's be real. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go over to my bookie right now, and I'm going to hit that under because it just I think that the more that the Browns open up that scoreboard, the more they're going to slow the game down, the more running. Just let's get out of here in one piece. Yep. Enjoy this weather. We've been playing in bad weather. But, the, again, that's something that leans you maybe to Browns team total over because they've had so much bad weather the last few weeks, and then now they could take advantage. And just like you could take advantage over at my bookie, I keep mentioning them, and that's what you got to do. You got to go over there and use promo code RADIO. That's going to get you a 100% deposit bonus. You're going to start playing. What does that mean? So you deposit 100. Now you have 200. Now you can get on the plays that Moneyline gives you. Say you already in, have an account and you're saying, man, I've already used that. What else do you got for me? Check your email. Check your deposit bonus. They give you a, a bunch of credit, uh, promo codes, whatnot, because they're, my birthday, for example, they gave me a $30 bet. We bet that 30 bucks, put it on a game, and won me 25 so I had 55 bucks. Put the 55 on a seven-way parlay. My birthday turned into 1200 bucks on my bookie. I appreciate that, my bookie. Using promo code radio and you get to winning. We gave you all the picks. I'm talking about the Darren Waller props. Go ahead and hit the receptions, the touchdowns. You can do all these things that my bookie keepers. They offer all that. They offer the best live betting in the game, the best customer service. If you need to talk to someone and you say these other sites, I'm telling you, you won't see them till Wednesday or Thursday. Why? Because by then you already spent your money you want on Sunday. You won't have that problem at my bookie because that's their slogan. You win. You play, and then they pay. That's the that's what you want your bookie to tell you. I want my bookie to tell me, hey, you play, you win, and I'm going to pay you. And that's what you get at mybookie.ag. SportsMapBets.com is live. Stay up to date with betting guides for this week's NFL and college football action. Or check out SportsMapBets research tools and keep the lead in your fantasy league. SportsMapBets.com has all the info you need to make the best play. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Let's get straight to the text line. Tyler Boyd or Nelson Aguilar PPR? Man, I'll I'll go Boyd, but it's close this week. Normally you wouldn't be asking this question, but I think Boyd, you still ride him one more week. During break, we talked a little bit about Benny Snell. Would it be Benny Snell, Wilkins, or Moss again? PPR, which two should I start? Man, Wilkins, I'd, Snell, Zach Moss. I think I'd go with Snell and Moss I would start. All right, let's get into that Teddy Bridgewater revenge game, if you want to call it. I know, right? And it's been 
this has been killing. I wanted to talk about this a little bit. This has been killing us with these receivers with the Panthers this year. Like it's you know Robbie Anderson crushed it at the beginning of the year, right? He was super consistent for like eight weeks. Yeah, and he was getting all the touchdowns. And then Curtis Samuel, they're starting to use him in the red zone, and he's doing great. And DJ Moore fell off the map, and now now it's all DJ Moore getting all the touchdowns. Robbie Anderson's not getting them, and and Curtis Samuel, he's you know he's one of those guys where. You know, you need him to, to get one of those touchdowns. He's very touchdown dependent. What do we do with them? I mean, obviously, DJ Moore, you're starting him every week. What do you do with Robbie Anderson? You want to give him the green light. Hopefully, he could get back to that. He's popping up on this air yards model that I use. He's up there. Why? Because one touchdown, but he's got the fourth most targets in the league. Yes. He gets the looks. They're there. On the opposite side, though, you say, who do I trust? Because I know who Joe Brady trusts. All of a sudden, it's Samuel. He's giving Samuel 62.2 yards Five end zone trips. I'm telling you, it's it's one of these you know scenarios where it's almost like a committee, but it's with wide receivers instead of running backs. So you just you know you play the hot hand, you hope for the best. But at least to you guys' point, Robbie Anderson, he's been getting a lot of targets in PPR. You know he may not be scoring, but he's still getting you know six seven catches a week. He's kind of similar to Antonio Brown, where he's good in a PPR, but. He's not going to be great unless he scores for you. What about Minnesota? I mean, their secondary is not very good. No, they've been torched. You can beat them, and that's why you know it's going to be one of these guys. But what is it going to be? Is it going to be an over-the-top guy? Is it going to be the possession receiver? Is it going to be spread out a little bit? Is it going to be, let's say, Samuel that gets in whenever we know that CMC, McCaffrey's out? They they usually give him runs, too. He'll get it inside the 10-yard line. They'll do a, rever- a little reverse go, take off. What does that do for Mike Davis? You firing him up? Or any any props as far as reception props? I mean, not necessarily, I don't have any props for him. He's a top 10 running back this week. You know, you he hasn't been great. Let's be honest. He's been okay, but you kind of need him to score to come through for you. But, I mean, he's a top 10 running back, and, and you, you start him until McCaffrey comes back. Matt Rule's defense hemorrhaging the fourth most 20-yard plays down the field, 37 of them. That favors Jefferson today. Yeah. I love him. I, I do, too. My only concern is he's going to get a lot more attention with Thielen not being there. But when Jefferson gets targets, he produces. He should get more targets today with no Thielen. So I'm with you. I love Justin Jefferson this week. He's a big part of one of my fantasy teams, and I need him to keep producing for me. Does Teddy play big today from the team that drafted him and then let him go after that 2017 knee injury? I think he'll play well, but, you know, he's actually pretty close with the Vikings coach. So, you know, I don't know if it's like a revenge game, but he wants to come out and play well. You know, he missed last week, so he's going to you know, want to come back and make sure he's looking good and they're winning football games. If you're a Dalvin Cook owner, I say this loosely, are you worried at all? Not obviously from what he's doing on the field, but he's all of a sudden nicked up. There's a lot of bruises they're saying around his elbows. 30.5 touches per game, four games in a row. Going forward, though, do he, does he run out of juice? Does this take a step back now all of a sudden? They're saying he's getting dinged up some. Do you think that maybe they start splitting up the carries a little bit to get it off? Man, I I just don't think so, especially with Kubiak running that offense. He loves that. Yeah, I mean, he runs these running backs into the ground, man. So I, I think you keep rolling with Dalvin. And we know Carolina, they are not good against running backs. This could be another huge week for Dalvin Cook. Uh, that's pretty much it for me from that game as far as I'm getting some questions as far as Panthers team total 23 and a half. It's funny because I got the Panthers right there, either 23 or 24. To be honest, I, don't, I hate to be lame about it, but that, that number's right. No, that, that does feel right on the money. Do you think the, the Vikings are at home? It's a th- three-point spread. Are they 
Do you think they're even teams? That's why we're seeing that number? That's basically what the line is telling you. And no Thielen, like you said, can Justin Jefferson be a number one? Can they get anything out of Rudolph? Be touchdown dependent Rudolph? Yeah. I just I, I got so many questions that I just end up having to pass. If anything, I like the team total from the Panthers, as I do think that they can move the ball, having a chase, because I think that they'll allow points as well. Somewhere in that 51, 52 range, I see this total. Okay. All right, let's move over to the AFC South. Tennessee versus the Colts. We saw this game just a few weeks ago, so we got a good feel for it. I lost some money on this game a few weeks ago. I was on, uh, I was on the Tennessee, actually, and the Colts just whooped them. Colts are at home, favored by three. What do you think? Well, we know that this is going to be a Henry game. We know that in the last two times that they've played Tannehill against that defense, Eberflus's defense, 19th quarterback, 22. So he's not he's a fringe quarterback, too. Take him out of the equation. On the opposite side, though, you say, how can they run the ball down their throats? Can the, can, can the Colts stop the run? We know that they're great against the pass. We know that. But then they have a few injuries today yeah. on, to, to that defensive line, a, a linebacker injury. Can they stop Henry? How much will they rely on Henry? Does this lean you to the under some? You know, a little bit. And that number's at 51. It's gone up by a couple points throughout the course of the week. You know, I think that's about right. I, I just, I obviously did not have a good feel for this because I was all over Tennessee and I thought I was stealing money a couple weeks ago and I couldn't have been more wrong. But who do you think's the better team? Man, Tennessee's defense scares me so much. We've seen what they can be. But then I don't trust the Colts. I don't. And especially a Rivers that's been hurt. They say that he's got an injury. It's a toe, I think. Yeah, turf toe or something. Or I don't even know what what kind of injury to his toe it is. I just don't like it. We see that uh, Taylor, COVID. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's out. So then do we trust Himes? To, to be able to run the ball, how much does he split it with Wilkins? I don't know how much they split that. Too many questions. I don't trust. I think that the Titans, this is where you go back to the Titans. And the line's telling you that. It opened up that four and a half range. Now it got back to that three. Like, no, these teams are even. Let's let's just put that on, on paper. We know these teams are even. If they're telling you that, I think people with the bad taste in their mouth from the last game, like that you lo- yeah. they're going to they're gonna say, no, I remember what I saw. And that's what Vegas wants you to say, that you Recency bias needs to be washed out of your head. It needs that element needs to be gone. This is a new game. Go back to what you knew. If somebody said, "Hey, Josh, I'm going to give you two free throws at that at that shot that you took with Tennessee that day," you'd have said, "Okay, here's your second free throw." Okay, I like it. Naeem Hines, I think, fire him up in a PPR. You know, number two running back. I think this week he'll get some catches for you. I really do. AJ Brown's been banged up, man, but he keeps playing every week, so you're still rolling with him. How about Pittman? Anybody on the other side? I'm I'm done with those pass catchers, but Pittman's doing his thing. Pittman came through. We had a, a money line listener at last week ask about him. I said, go ahead and start him. He got the touchdown. He saved you with that touchdown, but he looks good, and we talk about it all the time. He's kind of built like Vincent Jackson, that body type that Rivers likes to throw to, and it has just not happened with T.Y. Hilton. So it, Pittman, he's he's the guy. T.Y. Hilton hasn't scored since October 2019. He's been held under 70 yards in every single game this season. They just He needs to start against the Texans every week, and he will have huge numbers. That's how that works out. I have nothing as far as betting in this game other than maybe taking some on the Titans. You missed your chance at three. Now it's, it's, it's basically saying they're even teams. At four and a half, I liked it outside the key. Gotcha. All right, this is actually one of my favorite games of the week. Chargers going to play Buffalo. Two young, really good quarterbacks here. I'm excited about this one. I think there's going to be a lot of points. The number's at 51 and a half. Buffalo's favored by four. Like I said, they are at home. I, I like 
look, Josh Allen, you're starting every week. You know, Stephon Diggs as well. I think Zach Moss could punch one in here for you if you're if you're looking for a flex this week. You need somebody with you know some upside that can you know fall in the end zone maybe a couple times. I, I think Zach Moss is a guy that you can look at. Now we ask yourself points. What favors that? Well, a lot of injuries are happening on this particular game. You got the, on the Chargers the number two and number three pass rushers in Ingram and in Wasu. And then you got Casey Hayward, the top cornerback, yep. out as well. I believe that both teams will be able to move the ball. On the offensive side, though, you got Milano still out, and he's one of the, 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 the most important pieces as far as headstrong guys on the Buffalo defense. They'll also allow points. We've seen Herbert. I think their points, uh, 29.2 points is what they're averaging in his, his last uh, what, four or six starts. Yeah. The points are going to be there. John Smokey Brown missing. It scares me a little bit. We're going to need Cole Beasley to, to wrap his ass off. And catch some balls. I think Beasley, I like him this week. I'm starting him as, as my wide receiver three. And actually, it's in a half PPR league. I prefer the full PPR, but I think Beasley gets going. Because like you said, John Brown's out. Gives him more targets. And I think Keenan Allen just has a massive game here. I also like Hunter Henry to have another big game. Cole Beasley, 12-2-3-13 and 13, the last four games as far as targets. He's been all over the place, but no Brown. There's at least four or five extra looks, at least I think Beasley gets in the end zone today as well. I do too. All right, Buffalo is favored by four. What do we think about the outcome of this one? I want to say points. I do. I think that there's going to be points in this particular matchup. I'm leaning towards that over. I like Buffalo, and I'm giving you one of my private plays, Buffalo over six and a half points in the first quarter. I looked at Buffalo as far as at home, and they always, they in the last nine games, they've scored a touchdown at least in, in, in all but one of those instances. Really? I wish we could get some of that here in Houston, get an opening drive for a touchdown. What would that look like? But, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's been fantastic. Two really good young quarterbacks here, so I'm excited about this one. So 51.5, that's the total that Jerry's talking about. And yet it's come down a little bit, the actual spread. It opened at 6, moved to 4. You think maybe just some money came in, and that's why they moved it a little bit? That's exactly what it's got to be. It just... You ask yourself, what's the path? We always try to predict scores, and we've been hitting them really good when we do it, like 27, 7, however we start. And you ask to say, how, how does it get there? I think Buffalo scores 28 to 30 points. So start your handicap there. Can the other team stay within four? Because Buffalo's going to store throw up a 30-pack. Yeah. I, I just worry about it being in Buffalo, young quarterback. Early. Yeah. You know, you know with Herbert, he's been so fantastic. At some point, he's got to have a down game, right? Hopefully, we don't have a down few segments because we only got two left. You got 30 minutes before kickoff. I know you're over there getting those fantasy teams ready, trying to make the last-minute bets. We got more of those here on Monday Line, ESPN 97.5. And I had them like, wow, cup daddy. Dope man, dope man, dope man, dope man, dope man, dope man. Money on the counter, choppers on the floor. ESPN. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. We got a little less than 30 minutes till kickoff. A little bit less than 30 minutes till you get over to my bookie and start cashing those bets. But you better take advantage of that promo code now. Over on Twitch, they have a few questions for us. Hey, should I go with Taysom Hill or Matt Ryan with Julio? without Julio? 
man. Uh, for this one, I think oh, Matt Ryan was so terrible the other day, but I'm going to go with Taysom Hill. I, I just know Julio. I, I, I can't do it again. I think Taysom Hill's matchup proof almost. Uh, just not that he's that great of a ball thrower, or I just think that Coach Payton's got his offense critiqued exactly to that. You saw that no matter what, he doesn't have to have that crazy game as far as nope. stats. He, he just has to be efficient. He can run you a touchdown, maybe throw one, and that's about it. Give you 200-something yards. That's all you really need out of him. But then he's going to have them games where he's going to run two or three touchdowns and throw one or two. So I think that you, with him, it's a safe floor. You always get a safe floor with, with uh, Taysom Hill. You do, especially in a you know, four-point you know, passing touchdown league because those rushing yards, they really add up. How about this one, Kenyon Drake or Ronald Jones PPR? Man, I, I'm inclined to go uh, Kenyon Drake here. It, look, I don't think he's going to have a huge week, but Ronald Jones is just – I think they are going to try and establish the run, don't get me wrong, but you just don't – it's back and forth. What does he have, that one, like, 95-yard touchdown run, and that's, he, like, it? He was struggling that yeah. game as well. He broke that one, and then you saw whenever they got in the goal line, the last game on primetime, Fournette got the touch, and he got in the end zone. It's hard to trust them. It's almost a hot hand situation. And if they're chasing points, four nets, typically they're passing down back. So And they're playing the Chiefs. So that, that could very well be the case. And Ronald Jones is a fumbler, man. He he loses. The coach, Arians, isn't having that. You know, he, he's one of those that, all right, get him out of here. Let's sit, hit the bench, you know. And that's all it takes. One little fumble, all of a sudden, Fournette gets that many more touches. No, I, I agree. So, you know, be careful with these backfields where they use multiple backs. It's This is that time of year where that – Four points could kill you. How about Gallman or Davis? Oh, man, I'd go with Davis. DJ Moore or A.J. Brown? Ooh, man, that I'd, I'd go with DJ Moore. PPR in his flex, Godwin, Moore, or Gallman? Godwin, Moore, or Gallman? Uh, I'd, I'd like I'd go with Godwin this week. Austin Eckler coming back, or is it Snell taking that risk? Man, see, that's tough because you're taking that risk on that Tuesday and – I think if Eckler goes, you fire him up. You think so? You yeah. think he, he gets around what? How many touches would you consider I bet satisfactory? He, I bet he gets you about 14 touches. You know, he'll get you some in the pass game, three or four. And the, the problem is Balage. a lot of their other guys are banged up at running back, too. They, they need Austin Eckler this week. Shout out to everyone giving my bookie some free props. They've got a, they've got a I guess, Alternate lines, you want to call it juice lines. They're giving you an extra seven points for no reason. It's just a bar to their Black Friday week that they've been doing. So get over there and take advantage of these games that we're about to jump in again. Yeah, let's do it. We'll get to some more of them right here. Miami versus the Jets. This is one where I really I like Fitzpatrick this week against the Jets. For obvious reasons, it's the Jets. Devontae Parker, I, I love this week. He's somebody that you want to get into your fantasy lineups for sure. He's a guy I also like the prop bet. I'll give that out when we get to uh, put your name on a little later in the show. Seven points here. Dolphins are favored. Games in New York. What you got on this one, Jerry? Who are the Jets? Because I think that now we're seeing a, a more healthy of a wide receiver group. The last few weeks we saw them throw up mid-20s. They can, they can score somewhat. And Darnold's back. Darnold's back. Is that a plus or a minus, though? Because if it's the Darnold that was pre-injury... They take a step back. At least Flacco was ripping it downfield. And I say ripping it loosely, he was letting it go downfield. He Darnold was more not getting through his progressions, taking it and getting hit. That's what he was resulting in. Can he take did he see something in that offense? Maybe it helped him seeing Flacco spread it out 
saying, I don't need to be taking all these hits. I can play a simplified game. Maybe, but, you know, Flacco's more willing to throw to the outside receivers deep down the field where, you know, Darnold, you know, get it inside to Crowder. You know, some of the more shorter throws has been the way he's been doing things. And let's be real. I mean, he's probably auditioning for another team, right, with Darnold. They could very well take that quarterback in the draft, and he could be gone. So he's going to want to show up and play well. If you're the management in management over there, are you ready to pull the plug for Darnold for, say, a – I mean, obviously if Lawrence falls in your lap. I think there's so much value attached to him. I don't see how you pass on it. On but, Lawrence? Yeah, I don't. but at the same – like I, I would do that because there's just so much value in him. He has so much value, but – I don't know if you really know what you have with Darnold yet because you're there with Adam Gase and there hadn't been a lot of talent. It's just a it, – it's putrid. It, it, everybody that is with Adam Gase goes somewhere else and is much better. It's just – there's just example after example. Let me give you an example of someone that goes somewhere else often, Frank Gore. Now he gets his spot again. LaMichael Le, uh, Pirine's out, high ankle sprain. What do you think about that? I mean – Look, he loves Frank Gore. If you're desperate, you know, give him a shot. He's splitting the reps, though. He's not the only one getting carries. So and I hate to say mind. revenge game, but this is a revenge game for Gore. <laughs> like I say, he's got that calendar, and he just X him off. He just keeps going because he has a, a team for every day. He does. Man, he's been playing forever. It, how crazy. He's still playing, and Adrian Peterson is still playing. I mean, it's unbelievable. These guys are ageless. So are the guys that boxed last night. Let's move on to the next. <laughs> That's game. true. All right. Uh, New Orleans-Denver. This is the one that all the conversations are about, obviously, because the Denver Broncos don't have any quarterbacks to play this week. But for New Orleans, you're starting all your regulars there. You know, Michael Thomas, Hill, Alvin Kamara, you're feeling good about them. It's just, I don't know if you can trust anybody on the Broncos. I don't think you can as well. We saw Jerry Judy come out, and I guess that goes to tell a lot of what these guys think about Lamar Jackson because he went out and, t- and, and tweeted, time to get my Lamar Jackson on whenever they were looking for a quarterback. Does that go to tell you what guys think about Lamar Jackson, that he's not really a quarterback? I just, I don't know. Maybe I thought about it too too deeply, but I thought maybe that's what guys think, that, you know, he's he, he's not just exactly a quarterback. Like, I can I can play maybe not as well as, the, obviously, the way he plays it, but it doesn't really take a true quarterback to do what Lamar Jackson's doing. I get it. And he's not having a great year. I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, he, he hadn't been terrible, but not nearly as good as last year. Right now, if you had to rebuild a franchise going forward, Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. It's not even close. How about you? I'm going Kyler. And last year, if we asked this question, do you think that we have that quick? <laughs> Nobody would have said Kyler. No. I mean, he was MVP last year. He was unbelievable. It just goes to show you, we've seen the running quarterback. These are NFL you know these NFL coaches. You know if you've ever played football in, on a little league level, you know those coaches take it serious. Then imagine if you're a defensive coordinator in the league and you have all offseason to prepare for tape on a guy that runs it X amount of times. Happen happen after the the RPO era, let's call it that little that little segment where you had Kaepernick and Wilson going at it and an RG three. Um, you saw quickly after it's it dwindled down. And then all of a sudden, Russell Wilson, he improved his game because he could actually throw the ball as well. See, that's a big part of it. Kyler, I think, is a better thrower of the football than Lamar Jackson. And and look at his targets, too, for Lamar. It's not great with Marquise Brown and you know, and Mark Andrews at tight end. It's not like he has a ton of great playmakers around him. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys as well. I would be all over Kyler Murray. What do we think about Kendall Hinton here? I mean, he's the, the fantasy darling everybody's talking about, right? He's going to be the receiver that, that plays quarterback for Denver today. For me, 
I don't see him as being Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Like that's where everybody's making that comparison. It's like, but Hill is you know, been in the system for a long time and he's actually played this, this guy just found out he's going to be playing yesterday. Yeah. It, I, I think with, uh, well, going back to the Judy tweet, like Von Miller, he had one too, where he was like, just call me Von Elway. He'll play. But Broncos might set the record for handing the ball off to a running back this game. Yeah. Now you, let me ask you this. What do we do as far as hitting just, He's not startable, right? Like, let's just get that out of the way. Even in DFS, nothing? Or well, you- I would say if you have him in a league where he's a receiver, where he has that designation, and, I mean, people are going to bitch about it. They did with Taysom Hill. So I'd say start him. You can start him as a flex. As, as yeah. a receiver, yeah. Yeah, as a flex receiver. You could start him. But keep in mind, he might turn the ball over a few times here today, and you do get negative points for that. So there is some some downside with starting. There's just the fear of the unknown. You don't know. You don't. You don't. Know. He don't doesn't know. know. No. He's warming up right now, not knowing what he's going to be. It, just imagine that, though. We're talking about getting put into a, a starting position of quarterback, the quarterback in a game plan that it wasn't suited for you. What is he going to go out there and do? No. And look, you're playing the Saints. They might have overtaken the Bucks as the best run defense in football. They've allowed like twenty five points combined in the last three weeks. Right, and that's who you're gonna. That's who they're playing today. What score can possibly happen for? And I know Jermaine asked last week. Our guy Jermaine on Twitch. He said, "How do you treat big spreads and low score or low low totals? It's always whenever it's a low total, you usually take the points because say it's a for this one thirty six and a half, thirty seven. 16 and a half points. So for that to happen, the window for for that to be right, the window has to be really small. So what are you saying? 10 to 20, 27 to make it 37? If you see 10 to 27, then 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 there, there's your bet. That's how you have to paint it to you. Does Denver surpass 10 points? Can the Saints surpass their expectations of 26-27? If you can answer any of those questions quickly and, and confidently then there's your bet it is I, I would just you know be careful because it might be a, a wildcat thing and and sometimes we see that works you know on a couple days notice and you just run the wildcat and the defense hasn't been preparing for that they might get a couple easy touchdowns on something you know like a wildcat and then then the total's all messed up at that point over under on turnovers in this game uh, both teams total or one or the other? Yeah, both teams. Both teams. I'd say Broncos probably have more than Saints. I'd I'd set it at three. I'd go over. Yeah, that's about right. And that's what scares me about the over under because thirty six and a half. What if the a missed fumble on a on a snap, or a, a turnover, a, a, a bad interception? Then all of a sudden you just lost a touchdown. You got to yeah. be real careful. Saints are going to capitalize on any turnover that they have. By the way, the Saints are out there on a lot of waiver wires. Go pick them up and start them this week on defense. They changed. That's not the Saints defense no. that was from the beginning of the year. And Lattimore's back. Lattimore's back. I believe they didn't have Davenport at the beginning of the year. A lot of holes were there. Now they got their entire linebacker group back. I think that this is the spot that you buy high on the Saints, even going forward now that they have the tiebreaker on Tampa as far as the division. I, I agree, and I believe they have Atlanta next week. I'm not afraid of that matchup either. Probably going to be Matt Ryan with no Julio again. Well, we have one segment left. Get it off your chest. 713-780-3776. This is the last call for alcohol. No, for picks on ESPN 97.5. Do you try? 
comes to sports betting, SportsMapBets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, SportsMapBets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. It's the last segment. The last segment to get off any questions you might have leading you up to kickoff. And we've got a few games to get into. Let's just jump right in. Let's do it. This one's actually one of the best games of the week. Kansas City going to Tampa Bay to play Tommy. Brady's looking to bounce back from a just an awful performance last week. Man, Chiefs only favored by three and a half, though they are on the road. I do look for, you know, Tom Brady to bounce back, but I, I don't know. I kind of I see a little value on the Chiefs here. It opened at three. If I could get it at three, I'd be all over that. I liked it at three as well. I had it at three. Uh, the look ahead, that's where it stood. Then it now it came, and I knew that, man. That's the thing. Always plan ahead. You have Tampa Bay about to play in a in a, in a marquee game, in a primetime game. Then all of a sudden they have another matchup. You knew that that was going to move at least a half a point. Just like last night, you knew that people were going to wake up this morning and look and see that the Saints were playing against a wide receiver at quarterback. I told everyone last night, I'm going to put, I'll post it. I, I put 14 and a half. I guarantee you this goes 16 and a half, 17 by kick. Look where we're at. Plan ahead. No, no doubt about it. Better to jump on it early if you can. But, I mean, totals at 56. That's gone up a little bit this week, too. Opened at 53. I do expect a lot of points here. I mean, I mean, it feels like a shootout, doesn't it? It does. You figure that. Brady's going to have a, a, a big game. I, I think that he could put up two or three touchdowns against that defense. But Mahomes, I don't see him being stopped. 14 to 1 touchdown inter- uh, inter- interception ratio. That's what we have right now. If he doesn't get the MVP, it's because he's getting the LeBron treatment. No doubt about it. He's been fantastic. I mean, they only have, what, the one loss to the Raiders, right? So, I mean, they've been fantastic. This are really, really good. All right, you're starting all your usual Chiefs, guys. Looks like Sammy Watkins is coming back this week, but I mean he's just a dart throw. You know, it's so hard to count on one of those secondary receivers on the Chiefs. You don't know if it's going to be a Hardman game or Demarcus Robinson or Sammy Watkins. You just or don't Pringle. know. Yeah, Pringle and he got hurt the other day. You just don't know with these guys. But obviously, you're starting Tyree Kill. You're starting Kelsey. And the big question everybody's hitting on this week is, what do you do with Clyde edwards lair I believe that the Bucks give up the, the least amount of rushing yards per attempt in the NFL. They do give up some touchdowns to the running back position, though. What do you do with Clyde edwards Lair? For me, I can't bench him. I, I know the matchup's bad, but I just I can't bench him. No, you're right. They, they give up the least amount of rush yards, but then they also give up the most receptions because they overpressure. You know that yeah. they're a team that brings it, even on pass downs. They bring it and they overcommit. Maybe you can get them beat over the top, especially if you have PPR. I think that uh, let her pay off. You know, I, I think so, too. And then we talk about the Tampa Bay guys. I, I guess I would rank it as, you know, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, something like that. What do we do with Antonio Brown going forward? Because it seems like Tom Brady's almost forcing it to him. Like, he wants to prove a point, and that's what he's doing. I saw one drive... And I think it was four or five consecutive passes to Brown. Yeah. And Brown gets up, and he it's two first downs on them, five passes. He gets up, he's in the zone. And I'm thinking, this is this is trouble. 
It is. And, you know, as far as Tom goes, I, I think you can start him this week. I, I think they're going to be chasing some points. Like I said, I think he's going to bounce back. It's a day game. He plays better during day games. But I'm starting to – you know, Jerry, I've been on the Tom Brady thing where I think he's still a good quarterback. I'm starting to see the fall off a little bit. How about you? Are you? Yeah. I mean, tell me more because I remember that you were the one that you stuck, and I was the opposite way, and I was betting against them and getting my ass kicked. Remember, and you were telling me that Super Bowl, you saved me probably a few thousand because (laughs) I was going to go the opposite way. And you're thinking, you told me, think about this. I had just lost the Chiefs to 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 Tom Brady the week before on that on that neutral zone infraction. I had a bad taste in my mouth, and you talked me out of it. Yeah, and then you rode you rode with Brady after that, and it did well. I just those deep throws look terrible. It it looks like he can. You know, barely get the ball there. That really concerns me. Is it that he can't set his feet and get anything into it, or is his arm really falling off? I don't know. I think for today he'll be okay, but I think going forward it's something to watch for sure. I mean, he's loaded with his weapons, Jerry. If he can't do it with these guys, I don't know how he's going to do it. So, all right, if you can get it at three, I like the Chiefs in this one. You got anything else on this game? No, that's it. All right, Bears, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers has just been killing it. It looks like uh, MVS may not go. He's got an Achilles issue. So maybe, uh, you know, at, you know, maybe you, you're definitely starting uh, Devontae Adams. But uh, anybody else that you would start for the Packers' offense? You know, Aaron Jones, of course. I don't know what to do here. Lazard, do you, do you trust Lazard Someone's going to have to catch that ball. Every time that we Rodgers goes up, oh, the Colts, they're such a great pass defense. He's matchup-proof. He's going to go up there and dice him. That's what he is. But what is he going to do in this particular matchup? Eight points is a lot. I was looking at... Games in the last four years that Aaron Rodgers has been favored more than seven points, he's only covered in two of, like, nine, okay? And every one of those games went under. Just something to keep in mind. No, that's a good point. Now, Trubisky's back this week. Typically, Montgomery's been better with Trubisky in the lineup, and we know how bad the Packers are against the run, but the Bears have so many offensive line issues. Be careful in this one. Uh, All right, we, we don't have much time left. Let's move along. Seattle, Philly. Carson Wentz has been just garbage. What do you have in this one? Starting right there. Carson Wentz has been just garbage. I don't know if I could trust him to keep up with Russell Wilson. How much does the Seahawks put up? 27? Do they put up 30? Can he keep it? At, can he score 24? That's where it brings me to my over bet because I do believe that Russ can score, and I know that his defense is bad. It's very bad. What do you think? Dallas Goddard might be a guy you can look at this week. If you're desperate, you're starting Miles Sanders every week. That's the sound of the alarm. That's time for us to put our name on something before we get out of here. What do you feel passionate about this week? Man, I like the over on Devontae Parker's uh, receiving yards this week. I think it's like 65 and a half, something like that. So I I think against the Jets, Devontae Parker, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they get going today. I'll defer to you. I'll go last. I... We'll put my name on the Bills team total. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my name on someone, but just I think the team total, the Bills are gonna score at least a touchdown in the first quarter. The team total is at six and a half. If you want to hit them at thirteen and a half for the first half, go ahead. If you want to hit them for the game, I think that the Bills are gonna score at a pretty, um, let's say, steady pace with all the injuries and the holes that the Chargers have. So I think I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go a bit chalky here. No Adam Thielen. you got to go with Jay Jeff. I mean, I didn't feel like he's going to have a big game. I like it. He's had a couple early in the season. 
I think he scores at least 25 fantasy points Woo. today. That matches up with our man Jason Braddock. He texts and he said, Kirk Cousins, it's attorney play today. Three touchdown passes in each of his last four home games. Three in each of those four. I hope he's right. I hope they're all to Justin Jefferson. I hope that we were right. I hope that we put you on the right side of things, and I hope that you enjoyed the last two hours. So we sign off like we do every single Sunday. Thank you. We love you. It's Josh Jordan. It's Tyler Scott. And it's Jerry Bonos with a Z. Peace.